no more of that fooling around. Hey, everybody. After a nice long weekend, here we are. So what do we do on this 10th day of October? It is Columbus Day. It's Columbus Day. And here we are. Um, I had a great time. I had a great time over the weekend. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. And we're back now, and I'm feeling all right, except for this little sore throat. Because it was like winter up there. It was winter up in the mountains. We actually, the first two days we were up there, I was outside of my guinea tea. Speaking of Columbus Day, I was outside of my guinea tea getting, getting my workouts in and all that stuff. It was like 73 degrees. The nights were upper 40s. And then the third night, we dipped into the 30s. The Saturday was gusty and in the 30s. I was like, damn. Then we come back home and it's near 70 again. So this always happens. Try to keep my throat. I don't know. Try to keep it in mind. Anyway, I hope you guys and gals had a good night, a uh, good, good, uh, good week. I've been checking in. I did that that stream on Friday morning or whatever the hell it was on YouTube, and that was that was pretty fun. I felt good about that. I really did. Just to have just a little bit of time to stop in on everybody and share a little bit of the surroundings, and that was nice. Tonight will be a good one, too, because we have Jim Lee coming back in the second half of the show. Um, I did a solo show with extra stories, extra headlines for today. That's uh, I did the solo show for Dark to Light, if you're interested. Tracy wasn't around, so I did a, a half-hour special, and you can listen to that on RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, uh, we'll do a little bit of Kanye West tonight, just a little bit, because I'd like to talk about him a little bit more and other figures in entertainment with, uh, with a guest that I'm looking to bring on again soon. So we'll see, uh, we'll see where that all goes. But then we go to Russia, uh, thoughts about the blown bridge in Crimea and Putin's swift response, uh, See, that's how you know that you're dealing with cowards is um, they just say, yes, uh, I ordered the I ordered the strike. And everybody else is like, oh, I didn't do no, I didn't blow the bridge. Oh, oh, even though Ukraine has issued commemorative postage stamps for the bridge explosion already. It's not a joke. We'll get to that. But uh, I just want to talk a little bit about Columbus Day, too, in the opening. I have some I have some uh, some footage from 1996 Columbus Day Parade over here in my town it's not like that anymore so it's like talk about looking into the chronovisor i have my own chronovisor only i can just peer into family and local history i can't watch the uh i can't watch the nativity like some people have apparently so we'll do that we'll do that and then jim lee will be coming on to talk about some of the subjects that he did on his sunday night stream last night about extinction ai war and ai nightmares I contributed a little bit to that stream, I'm happy to say. But uh, other than that, there you have it. All right, I want to thank my sponsors, BlueMonsterPrep.com. It is getting more and more important for you to go out there and make sure that you have everything you need stocked in your basement, in your fallback location, whatever it is, your food, your water, 
your communication devices. We uh, Every time we go up to the mountains, we bring our two-way radios, and it always just works out beautifully. Beautifully. Because you have no service. Well, you know a big part of cyber attack is the EMP? You Actually, the big part under the, uh, the umbrella of nuclear attacks is EMP. That's the big question I would like to ask, at least uh, to start off with Jim Lee. And it's something that everybody in the audience can offer their opinions on, too. Do you think, when we talk about nuclear engagements, are we talking Hiroshima, Nagasaki? Or are we talking high-altitude explosions and just turning people's modern lives off in a flash without there being any physical damage? Because we know that within a month, you're talking about so many more millions dead than one bomb could ever do. So what are you thinking? That's what I would like to know. Um, There's that. BlueMonsterPrep.com is a sponsor I always have in the back of my mind as the uh, headlines get worse and worse. But there's an inner peace when you have Blue Monster around. So BlueMonsterPrep.com, use promo code FRANKLY, and... um, and yeah, talk to Pat and Gina. They got all a bunch of perks and specials. You get, frankly, mugs if you spend over $100. They're always there to coach you through one thing or another, train you how to use the equipment. Go and check them out. Please go do that. Tomorrow night, we've got Bill Altman coming on, founder CEO of Minds.com. He'll be in here to, to shoot the shit, and we'll just talk about censorship of news stories, what's going on with the Twitter thing, Pentagon investigating... Uh, you know, propaganda that has been deployed by them. Bullshit. It's not going to happen. Anyway, stuff like that. Robin McCutcheon will be on talking financial reset on October 12th. October 12th, Wednesday morning, I will be appearing on Ryan Gable's show. That is going to be a morning taping. I don't know what's going on Thursday, the 13th yet, but Corey Daniel, Corey Daniel, the Phoenix Enigma, We'll be coming back on Friday the 14th. Saturday night, we're going to be watching Spookies, the horror film from the 1980s that my father was in. We're going to be watching it with him in studio, and that's what the Saturday night show is just going to be. Rich Barris is coming on. Now we added another date. Monday, the 17th, Rich Barris will be in here. Um, I'm working on a great guest returning to the show next week. Two of them. We'll see what happens there. Kathy O'Brien on the 20th. Timothy Alberino on the 21st. We will settle a couple of things once and for all next Friday. Then we got Rich Barris because now Rich Barris comes back on the 24th again. Then he's going to come back the day before Election Day. There's less than a month. Less than a month. And I and my, my, uh, my question stands. Do you, if you have $10 to put down on on the uh, on the table, are you putting it on there's going to be elections or are you putting it on there's not going to be elections? I'm just leaving it out there. I don't got a crystal ball. We'll see. The day may come and go and nothing will happen except the the normal level of corruption and and uh heart heart-rending uh, att- uh, attacks on the soul of a once great republic. We'll see. But Jay Gulinello's coming back to talk about the health retreat that I heard a few people say was just tremendous. I will not miss that next year. 
Brooks Agnew, October 27th. John D'Souza, retired FBI paranormal investigator. He'll be coming back on to talk about his part in the new, the latest Missing 411, the UFO connection. And, uh, and then there's more on the way. So it was a good vacation. The one good thing I would say is this. I told you I never see wildlife up there that changed this time. We had two deer in the yard the last night there. The first day there, we saw an eight-point buck just staring, just looking so majestic. Uh, we had to wait until two flocks of turkey crossed the road. The best foliage we've seen so far, brilliant orange and reds and golds. The first weekend of leaves actually falling up there in the Adirondacks. So at night when there was just a, even the slightest of breeze, it was almost like sounding as if it was raining because the uh, it, the leaves were falling. It just sounded so gentle and beautiful. But ladies and gentlemen, do whatever you can to take an extended weekend vacation somewhere. Go to a quiet part of your state. It, just wherever you can drive, find a vacation home to rent with people that you who are relaxing to be around. Just do it. A couple of days of doing much of nothing, doing your own cooking, It's it does a lot for you. And it doesn't take much. But... Um, Watched some baseball when we were up there. Boy, Skip's Mets were putrid. Putrid. So horrible. So horrible. And I was rooting hard for them, too. It just—it was just so bad. Dead. Lifeless. It was bad. So the Mets are out. Yankees start tomorrow night. What else happened over the weekend? Oh, Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden pardoned non-existent criminal class. Last week, his brain trust hard at work to create the illusion that government is hard at work at anything other than persecuting political enemies and covering up past crimes. So they pardoned everyone serving federal jail time for simple possession of cannabis and only possession. No other crimes, not selling, nothing else. So it really applies to nobody. It was nuts. Now, the first thing I thought to myself was, wow. That's pretty messed up that Joe Biden would go and attempt to erase one of Kamala Harris's only accomplishments in her ass-clapping life. Because she loved ruining people's lives over cannabis and skipping school, truancy uh, in California. She loved it. First thing I said, well, damn. He's taking the only thing that that bitch has. And then when you read that there's only been like 6,500 people since 1992 to serve a day in prison over nothing but possession on a federal level, uh, that, that's when I just sparked a J and laughed to myself. So what else happened over the weekend? Oh, Velma. Velma from Scooby-Doo is officially gay. I know. Very, big, very, very big news. I can't think of anything more heroic than when a corporation arbitrarily makes a cartoon character from the 1970s gay. That's how... But that's that's just our that's the way things are now especially people who lack ideas got to keep it fresh make them gay just like what madonna is doing i saw a headline that she is uh she is confusing a lot of people for apparently coming out or pretending to come out as gay but that's that's something that she would need to do because she's not relevant anymore she's nearly 70 years old she looks like a praying mantis have you seen her 
I don't go looking for this stuff. It, it, it crosses my path. I said, what? Because I saw a thumbnail of it, or a picture. So I go clicking around. I said, what the hell is that? Who is that? She looks like a praying mantis. Her face is, is almost a perfect triangle going pointing downward because of all the plastic surgery. So now she's coming out. So I guess this is her, this is her, her gay swan song. We'll see. We'll see on that one too. All right, here's a story I thought was really hilarious. This is from the Associated Press. Think of, I want you to conceive. Try to really think. Where the hell is the... Uh, oh, here we go. So here we are, Associated Press. The headline is, Town employee quietly lowered fluoride in water for years. This person's a hero. But not according to the people of the town who, uh, who have obviously been getting their fluoride from other places. Uh, residents of a small community in Vermont were blindsided last month by news that one official in their water department quietly lowered fluoride levels nearly four years ago, giving rise to worries about their children's dental health and transparent government. F- listen to the way that this is written. It is, I mean, it, it's, it's mind-numbing. Mind-numbing. Uh, This article is dumb enough to kill whatever brain cells the fluoride didn't already strangle to death. Um, Listen to this. Giving rise to worries about their children's dental health. Dental health. What are you talking about? The fluoride was lowered. That that can ruin my kid's teeth. If if that's the first thing you think when you hear about this, you're you're just so worthless. Get out of my fucking face. Get out of here. Did you think that for a moment? If you did, turn this off and get the hell out. Come back when you reassessed. The high, and highlighting the enduring misinformation around water fluoridation. Katie Mather. Katie Mather. This, this, this paragraph right here is going to make you scream. Like Marv from Home Alone after the tarantulas on his face. Kate, I should get that clip on my... Uh, I should get that... Katie Mather, who lives in Richmond, a town of about 4,100 people in northwestern Vermont, said at a water commission meeting this week that her dentist recently found her two kids' first cavities. Uh Uh-oh. It's definitely not because she's a bad mom. She acknowledged that they eat a lot of sugar. But no, just remember that. She acknowledged they eat a lot of sugar, but noted that her dentist recommended against supplemental fluoride because the town's water should be doing the trick. You see? You see, it's not the fact that they're eating a steady diet of Coke and Apple Jacks. It's, that's not it at all. But she didn't know that she should be supplementing the fluoride because the, the, the town government is supposed to have loved their children's teeth so much that it should have already been there. So they turn this into an informed consent issue. I'm t- this, this, this gets incredibly brain dead. Her, her dentist, quote, was operating and making professional recommendations based on state standards we all assumed were being met, which they were not. It's the fact that we didn't have the opportunity to give our informed consent that gets to me. Honey, you need to reevaluate the things you put into your grocery, your grocery cart every night. Okay, stop trying to pass the blame. Stop trying to get out of this. 
There's just no responsibility anywhere. The addition of fluoride to public drinking water systems has been routine in communities across the United States since the 1940s and 50s, but still doesn't sit well with some people, and many countries don't fluoridate water for various reasons, including feasibility and also infertility, and the low and, and the fact that it has now been proven. Actually, there's been several, you can find one on the NIH website just from the last couple of years. Um, there was a few others that were done that show that there is a negative correlation with IQ and fluoride, especially for men, more so in boys. A lot, a lot more things uh, cross the brain, um, the blood-brain barrier quicker for boys. That's why a lot more um, vaccine injuries are, are with boys than girls, though they express other issues down the line um, in other ways. But boys got it worse because there's a, I guess there's a, thinner blood-brain barrier there. That's what I've read over the years. Anyway, this is where they go into. Uh, it's not that long of, a, of an article, but we don't need to go much farther into that. Informed consent is where they're laying on. So n- n- no one is informed. That's the big one. No one is informed on anything. And the decision is largely made for them about whether or not fluoride is in the water, whether it's good for them. It's just, it's always been done for most people who were born after 1940 in most places, in the United States at least. So uh, if they were informed, I do believe this, if they if they were informed, then it doesn't matter what the town does to your water, you can go and take steps to, to filter it out. And then you can take further steps to give yourself a good halogen every day and take a daily iodine supplement instead of the fluoride. You know, but instead they claim informed consent was violated by a person who lowered the levels of a poison in their tap water without their knowing. Their informed consent was violated because someone lowered the levels of a poison even further in their tap water. It's just impressive levels of brain dead, this story. Impressive. If you're from Richmond, Vermont, I'm sorry. But um, I just have to put that out there. I will get back to you on the other side of this break, ladies and gents. Don't go anywhere. Happy to be back, and I hope you're feeling well. David, David, I mean, I know you're a sophisticated guy. The world is a mess. The world is as angry as it gets. Well, you think this is going to cause a little more anger? The world is an angry place. stand up to us then they all might stand up those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one and if they ever figure that out there goes our way of life it's not about food it's about keeping those ants in line that's why we're going back does anybody else want to stay let's ride
All right. I'm the Sheik of Araby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you back. Oh, you know another thing I learned over the weekend is that a surprising number of people actually thought that my breasts were actually that big. Even my cousin Sherry got in touch with me. She said to me, uh, she said, oh my gosh, that blue sweater actually, did, it, they made your boobs look huge. And so at, at first I'm, I'm just laughing along. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? And and then she texted me back again about it. And I said, and she, she said, Sherry, you know that those are balloons, right? She goes, no. Somebody else thought so. Uh, did, uh, I mean, somebody was here. Yeah, somebody was uh, telling me never do that again. Never do that again. That sweater makes your boobs look. It looks like you have big boobs. Don't ever wear that sweater on television again. I said don't. They they actually use television. I said, jeez, God. So yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Um, these are going to be going out in the next raffle. I don't know when we're going to do it. The per. Jeez. Oh, the purple uh, really deflated. I heard that happens with some of you ladies, right? Some, sometimes the one is bigger than the other. <laughs> well, this is whatever. Anywho, I don't know which one was the right, which one was the left, but some lucky winner will have this thing one day. All right. Uh, what else do I have? What else do I have? Oh, okay. I have one thing about Kanye West before we go into... Before we go into anything else, and that is this. Where is it? Where did I leave it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. This just in, Twitter locks Kanye West out of account after declaring war on the Jews that you could have done anything except mention the juice. Let's see here. Twitter account was this is from Mediaite, so you know it's going to be extra salty. Was locked on Sunday after he posted a shocking threat against Jewish people. Quote, the account in question has been locked due to violation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he said this, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. So you guys, he's been hanging out with Nick Cannon a lot. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who op who opposes your agenda. Oh, you're getting real close to the fence now, yay. <laughs> oh, boy. In another tweet, ostensibly on the same theme, West wrote, Who do you think created cancel culture? Oh, yay. You are. You're on the fence now, boy. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Um, in the tweet that was deleted West linked to a report and a suspension from Instagram for anti-Semitic posts targeting Diddy per NBC news. The decision comes from Kanye to now deleted post uh, in the post. Kanye shared a screenshot of a text exchange. He said he had with Sean Diddy Combs with the caption, Jesus is Jew. The message appears to show that Kanye claiming that Combs was controlled by Jewish people, a reference to long-standing anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. So, we are going to, um, 
we're going to get into the Tucker Carlson and the Jared Kushner. Uh, Tucker Carlson, well, he made Jared Kushner remarks. Tucker Carlson and Kanye West interview. Maybe that's what we do on Thursday night when I have just an open space. Open space and we will just go through a bunch of clips and take a bunch of calls and just chuckle to ourselves. Because he just stepped on the third rail. And this is CNN. Now, speaking of white supremacy supremacy things, I want to talk a little bit about I want to talk a little bit about uh, Columbus Day. It is Columbus Day. Happy Columbus Day to you, and thank you, Christopher Columbus. There's much you can say, much that will be said, and uh, I'm not going to go into... One day I would love to get somebody like Michael Knowles to come on the show. I tried this year again, but ever since 2017 when he was on the show twice, it's just apparent to me that it's not going to happen. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to be looking into some really great guests that can dissertate on subjects like this and have a really wonderful history-based conversation about figures that have now become more controversial than ever in the age of uh, Marxist deconstructionism, like Christopher Columbus. Now, for us growing up, it was just one of those things where we we got to celebrate the meeting of two worlds. Obviously, one would have to predominate. One would take over the other, and it would lead us to where we are right now. I do not regret being born. I do not regret anything about the Columbus story. It just is what it is. And um, and that's what it is. I, I think that it's become such a cudgel for nihilistic people who that I, maybe they get the irony or maybe they're okay with it, maybe because they are so altruistically suicidal about everything that they believe, yeah, I would love to be dead if uh, if we can only just have given the uh, Tiano Tiano uh, tribes and in the Caribbean a couple more years before somebody else came over and um, and had some ideas. So it's just it, it it makes no sense. It, we all we go back to the the noble savage theories and all that. And it's really what side of the ideological fence are you on? And I side with Western civilization on all things. That's just what it is. I wish that we were a little bit more spiritually grounded. We are we are so far away from that. That's the one thing that the that that native peoples uh, kept kept a hold of until the end. And that was their connection with source and with their own traditions and rituals and their own spirituality. We have become all technology in our in our uh, predicament that we find ourselves right now. But that, again, was also part of a deconstructionist approach. And now they're trying to shed us of that technology as we go into a post-industrial world. They actually want to put us back into teepees, whoever survives. But it's not going to be all sunflowers and sunshine and bubblegum and rainbows, that's for sure. Um, what I'm going to give you instead is a little bit of a glimpse into the past. I have a couple of minutes here from 1996, October 1996. Actually, not too far from this studio location. And there's really nothing to say. You're going to see a lot of just people you've never seen in your life, you never will see again. And you're going to notice every school involved, every local dance troupe, every local uh, marching band, black, white, 
Cubans, it, it, everybody had a, was having a great time, and it was just, this is what we did every year. And we had our normal spot. We had our normal spots in, in front of uh, uh, Our Lady of Mercy Church where I was baptized. And um, people just having a good time. I don't know who these people are. My father would probably be able to pick everybody out. I, well, she was the mayor at the time, I think, that one. I remember her. You can't... You, this hasn't happened in so long. Yesterday, uh, yesterday they got a couple people to... Here you go. There's the real mayor. There she is. Here you go. Even more of that. Some more of the marching bands. Drink it in. You know that feeling when you got a marching band going by you and uh, and the drums just get you in the chest? And you have no no choice but to get amped up. Middle schools, high schools. I think all the uh, the black motorcyclists are coming up soon. Yeah, gotta get the boots. Here's the Cubans. See, everybody, everybody was in on it. Everybody had a good time. There you go. Here comes the motorcycles. There's my mom. A little bit more. Who else we got? I don't know. It was just a good time. This is the high school. And it went on, it felt like it went on for miles. And it probably did. It was probably at least at one time, three miles long. Just a constant procession. And uh, it felt good. There was no debating. That, I mean, we, one way or another, here we are. And it just felt good. The good times have got to go away for some people, though. And I think before we break from this quickly, I just wanted to give a little bit. I just wanted to give a little bit on this end. Um, also on this, I mean, we have the the Yankees winning the World Series in 1996 on this. I'm going to show that on Saturday night when my father's in. You're going to see the um, our reaction. I told you it was during one of our, our uh, Halloween parties. It was on October 26th. And you're going to see it all go to hell. It's just, it's, it's so fun. 
There's a lot in here. Anyway, someone put out a thread not too long ago, and it's about the um, fake activism. And I think this really sums up my thoughts on days like today. Because the thing that, that, um, that weasels on the left and, and the, the pigs on the left that want you rolling in the shit with them really want you to do is to get off balance, to jump into the pigsty, to be able to go and, and, and think that through debate and, and through your understanding of history, you're going to be able to balance out their worldview. But you're talking to, you're talking to an unfortunately lost member of the human race. They're gone. Now, I, I don't count anybody out as far as there being some t- kind of moment in their life where you can, you can be brought back to the light shake it off, some cold water, smell the coffee, smell the roses. But this really captures it for me. It's a thread by Lou in Alaska. And Lou says, some of you have done nothing with your life and you're mad. You have a college degree and a smartphone with access to virtually anything and you can barely get out of bed in the morning while you spit on people who built a whole world with nothing but a horse, a map, and an axe. You've made nothing with access to everything. You've conquered nothing. Hell, you can't even conquer yourself. So go tear it all down. Scream into the void how unfair it all is. It's not that you've wasted your short time here. Surely not. Don't bother with your own legacy. You're busy shitting on the long dead who aren't here to care. Go burn down every Starbucks. That'll show them. Torch the target. Tear down every monument. Deface every memorial. But what have you built? What do you leave behind? So take your benzos, watch your porn, get Uber to drop off your dinner, buy an adult coloring book, have sex with strangers to ease your crippling anxiety. It's not you. It's the system, really. It isn't fair. Go cancel someone. Dox someone. They deserve it. You're the good guy. Don't write an epic novel worth worth building a statue to remember you. Go troll seven-year-old problematic tweets. Ever on the hunt for the boogeyman. See now you've accomplished something. Cancel everyone. You're a warrior now, a real hero. And lastly, whatever you do, never take even a moment to self-respect or self-reflect on your own failures. Never own them. Never take a hint of responsibility. Remember, you're just a helpless victim of circumstances beyond your control. This all means nothing. It's like you weren't even here. That is just perfect that that just encapsulates encapsulates the nihilism that drives all of this all of this doesn't matter what the occasion is because uh the same group is sitting there with clubs in hand to make sure you don't enjoy the next occasion but we must and we will that's why i say happy columbus day and thank you christopher columbus we will be right back don't Go anywhere. I refuse to go along with this, and I'm seeing through all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil.
That's suspicious. I declare bankruptcy! You're cool. What's up? I love QFTV. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. All right. Okay, so, 7.33. You ready? No, we're not talking. We're not talking about vacations and beautiful. We're not talking about the Orinoco flow. This is an ironic picking of a song. Because we're talking about beaches and we're talking about all those beautiful things that Enya created in the 90s. But guess what? We're going to Ukraine which is the furthest thing from a beach you want to be on right now, let me tell you. Actually, we're going to Crimea. This is another thing that was happening over the weekend. Let's just start with Zero Hedge, shall we? Friends? Biden promises Zelensky further advanced air defense systems after attacks. What attacks, you say? (laughs) Immediately upon Monday's major wave of airstrikes on dozens of cities and towns across Ukraine, which is just a, a, a... This is just a glimpse a glimpse of what Russia has tried to um, stay away from doing. It's just a glimpse. I'd have to imagine. I'd have to imagine. Immediately upon uh, Monday's major wave, because that was the, the response to what happened in Crimea on this bridge. Where the hell are we at? Here we are. The Zelensky government renewed its appeal for Washington urgently sent more anti-air defense systems to help close the sky. This is just, it's just open war. It's open war. As President Zelensky had earlier, had earlier in the war said to Congress, President Biden, in a phone call, responded positively to the request, telling Zelensky the U.S. will continue providing the weapons needed, which is to include more air defenses, most likely NASMs, air defense systems, which since summer the Pentagon has been providing. Biden expressed his condemnation of Russia's missile strikes across Ukraine, including in Kiev, and conveyed its condolences to the loved ones of those killed and injured in the senseless attacks. Uh, For that to be coming from the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism and him being around personally Biden as vice president in the time when this war really started eight years ago it's just incredible it's incredible it's just like you know we're talking about before with the Richmond Vermont and you're just not informed do you really have informed consent if you really don't know what's going on so this is to read these quotes and to be blue-pilled must be, I, I don't know. I don't know. It has to be confusing. Maybe it isn't. 
President Biden pledged to continue providing Ukraine with support needed to defend itself, including air defense systems. He also underscored, this is the statement, he underscored his ongoing engagement with allies and partners to continue imposing costs on Russia, holding Russia accountable for its war crimes and atrocities, and providing Ukraine with security, economic, and humanitarian assistance. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that civilians have died. I'm sure that there have been very naughty Russian soldiers out there who have taken advantage of the locals. I'm sure of it. Uh, but Because this is just the horror of war. Now, hopefully, all those... those uh, I would hope that those soldiers would be punished severely, if not put to death, for committing war crimes. But other than that, it's a war. How do you, how do you have a polite war? How do you conduct a polite war? And, and who is doing anything about what we saw the Ukrainians, those fighting for Ukraine, doing to their own civilians, tying them to telephone poles, taking their pants off and whipping them, and all this other shit? I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get it. That's why I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm crossing my fingers like everybody else because this is eventually... This eventually can have really lasting repercussions for everybody in a physical way, not just supply lines, not just gas, even though that doesn't really, I mean, we could, we don't need anything from Russia or Europe or South America. We can be completely swimming in, in, in very cheap energy right now, but we refuse to tap the kegs. Zelensky emphasized that procuring additional advanced anti-air defense systems remains the number one priority in our defense cooperation with the U.S. Uh, earlier in the day, Ukraine's defense minister tweeted the following, the best response to Russian missile terror is the supply of anti-aircraft and anti-missile systems to Ukraine. So it's just incredible. It's just incredible. Now, what is this all about? What is this all about? has to do with this uh, bridge, Crimean bridge attack. This is from Sputnik. Now, there was a Crimean bridge that was bombed. Very odd what was going on here. And I want to read a little bit from Sputnik for you, and then we're going to go and paint the larger picture or ask the bigger questions. Crimean bridge attack, Ukraine's sabotage teams take orders from Washington, senior officials reveal. The 19-kilometer bridge linking the Crimean Peninsula to the Russian mainland sustained serious damage following the detonation of a truck bomb on one of its road sections on Saturday morning. Ukrainian officials boasted to U.S. media that Kiev was responsible. Ukrainian officials keep their U.S. counterparts abreast of Kiev's sabotage ops and other anti-Russian actions. Sergei Pashinsky the head of the Association of Ukraine's Defense Enterprises accidentally revealed. Uh, We are planning several operations. My position is we must and are obliged, this is a quote, to inform our American partners about them and those operations which I'm conducting right now, I have the opportunity to conduct operations myself. I, audio cut, channels, this is also the CIA, have their own intentions audio cuts in the middle. That's why that sounded a little bit weird. Because I understand that the U.S. also carries responsibility for them and has the right to veto all of our operations, Pashinsky said, speaking to infamous Russian pranksters Vladimir Vovin Kuznetsov 
and Alexei Lexis Stolarov, who posed as U.S. officials. Incredible. Incredible. Pashinsky clarified that he has been in charge of some major Ukrainian military actions, including operational planning of Snake Island, the small but strategically significant island situated off the western coast of Romania in the Black Sea, and which saw heavy fighting between Ukrainian and Russian forces earlier this year. Um, so he indicated that operations against a piece of infrastructure like the Crimean Bridge became possible only once the U.S. gives the green light. Which is not, it's just, it's duh at this point. Are you kidding me? Ukraine's not, an, it's not, it's not a country. It has a culture. It has native peoples, but the, the government is just, it's a, it's, it's a sock puppet. Of course they have to wait for the CIA and the U.S. Of course we have special operations over there, and literally all of their guns are ours. This is open war. My gosh, I, I tell you. Um, now, I, I, it may not feel very weird, real, to the morons here who are stateside sipping their coffee cross-legged reading the New York Times or listening to Sean Hannity because they seem to think that Ukraine is winning. But this is very serious shit. So in response to this, Vladimir Putin just went and bombed the shit out of several Ukraine cities and said, I ordered it personally. You you only get admissions like that from people when they're when they're talking to pranksters and it's it's coaxed out of them. Now, crazy thing is this: you want to talk about the perception of this war? Still, I saw this tweet from a guy named Timothy Burke. Uh, he works for I don't know. He used to work for the Daily Beast and Deadspin. That's that's all you need to know. He shared a clip of the Mets Padres game from last night. And he he's, here is the, the, the tweet he put out there. Think about the kind of mind that's required to put this thought out into the, the universe. Timothy Burke, whoever the hell he is, says MLB games are still on Russian television and they don't have commercials. If there's something we think the Russian people should see without censorship, video of that bridge to Crimea being blown up or whatever, now would be a good time for the Mets to put it up on the scoreboard between innings. I, I I mean, I just, the thirst, the thirst, number one, to cause any kind of international discomfort. I just don't even know what the hell to, to, to say. To put it up on the scoreboard, on the Teletron, and thinking that that's going to make it the television? Yeah, let, let's broadcast Let's broadcast footage. Let's broadcast footage of more United States subsidized terrorism during a baseball game. Good Lord. These people are nuts. So he's peeking, and you hear someone like Timothy Burke over here peeking in on a baseball game. And all he can think about is how we can use this to further some of the propaganda that has apparently left him cognitively disabled. He's a disabled man. If you could be watching the Mets and the Padres on a pretty lackluster night in 
in uh, in Queens with no energy in that game whatsoever and thinking this this could this could move the needle for native Russians if, we, if, if the Mets if the New York Metropolitans had only considered this in their nightly programming for the evening so ridiculous imagine and, and also imagine thinking that Russians don't know about the bridge imagine thinking that they don't know or imagine thinking that they don't know that the U.S. was behind it. And that just a few well-placed commercials during a Mets game would wake people up. It's so sad. It really is sad. And then there's this. And then there's this, which you're not going to believe, but perhaps you will, especially if you've seen the, the story already. This is from The Telegraph. Ukraine unveils stamps, postage stamps, celebrating the Kirsch Bridge explosion hours after the attack. Timing of the post office announcement just hours after the Crimea bridge was destroyed raises questions about the nature of the explosion. You know how many women? How many women from Rye, New York probably already literally fell over themselves scrambling to get their checkbooks to buy some of these stamps already? Oh, and and, and Tim Burke, whoever the hell that guy is, fell over themselves looking for their checkbooks. Ukraine's post office has released a new stamp uh, celebrating the obstruction or the destruction of the Crimea Bridge within hours of an alleged attack on it. The stamp features a drawing of two figures who resemble Hollywood stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet locked in their embrace from the Titanic film. On the stamp, the two figures stand on the edge of a destroyed bridge. Behind them, smoke billows from its ruins. (laughs) Oh... Yeah. The day has come we are announcing a stamp with a bridge, the Ukrainian post office said. The stamp issue uh, also features a drawing of fish swimming past a Russian road sign and traffic lights lying on the seabed. On Twitter, analysts speculated that the speed of the new stamp's announcement suggested that Ukrainian authorities had been preparing for the destruction of the Crimean Bridge, an important prestige project for Vladimir Putin. Well, it's either they were already prepared for it or they dedicated all of their manpower to creating these in a couple of days because whatever that, what, what else do they have to do? What else are they doing? Russia has accused Ukraine of attacking the bridge this morning, but the Ukrainian authorities have not claimed responsibility. Right. Right. So, they, they, and they still fly the Ukrainian flags around here. And most of them have been sun bleached of their color. They've been out there just day and night no matter what. Even in the remote parts of the state, like the Adirondacks. Now, where we were staying, it's Elise Stefanik territory. She was all over the place. She'll definitely win. A lot of people going for Lee Zeldin up there. We stopped into a gun store the day before we left, bought some stuff, got to talk to some locals there, had a very, very spirited conversation about our beaver-faced governor, who they love so much. So we got to talk about her and Zeldin and all that stuff. Very interesting to see the, the, the culture. But still, you'd be surprised. There's still a couple of houses that have the, the blue and the yellow flags just, just flapping around out there. And I turned to Lauren and I said again, I said, you know, it's just incredible how far the, the reach. It's incredible how far the reach of this bullshit is. I mean, that is real power. It really is. I said it during the COVID 
I don't know when it was. It might have been around baseball opening day 2021. We were watching the San Francisco Giants or the Oakland A's. They're all lining up for the national anthem. People had their masks on. People are taking knees because of Black Lives Matter. Whatever the hell it was, I was I was just saying to myself, watching this shit, the masks, the meaningless protocols, just an inescapable television production. And I remember having a moment on air where I just marveled. I said, there are people somewhere in this country they are in boardrooms, they're smoking big cigars, they're in executive suites, they're eating their hearts to the arts delight, they're swilling brandy, they are just sitting back and watching this, completely impressed with the way that they have humanity crawling around on their hands and knees. Somewhere out there, I'm not saying it's the, it's the, the owners of the baseball teams and the football teams and all that, they're just as dumb in their complicity uh, as anybody else, but I'm talking about the real owners, the ones that George Carlin were talking about. They never wore a mask, except whenever they make rare public appearances in front of cameras, and then they go back to living like a human being. But to see, to see the, the, the just the, the control, that is that is the real power. That's when money does just does not matter anymore. And this is just the way it works, ladies and gentlemen, getting back to the stamp. The coup d'etat in 2014... The West partners with Nazis, but there's nothing to see there. That all goes away because now new partnerships need to be made. You have Victoria Nuland out there making, you know, just pretty much putting together the Ukrainian government like she's putting together a flag football team. Got the killing of countless civilians in eastern Ukraine over the next eight years and uh, by said Nazis and nothing. Russia takes interest in a humanitarian crisis a burgeoning nuclear and biochemical threat on its border, and suddenly it's Putin's invasion, Putin's in, uh, inflation, Putin's gas prices, Putin's supply chains, Putin's famine, every this shit, all, everything. And then the U.S., the U.S., the partners, they blow up a pipeline to corner the European energy market. Then they do that, and then in less than a week, or two weeks later, after, uh, or, 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 or I would have to say after the bridge explosion, because that was maybe two or three weeks after the pipeline, but less than a week after the bridge being exploded in Crimea, Ukraine issues a uh, collector's edition postage stamp. Russia retaliates, and he's the one endangering children. You know, it's just really, it's incredible. And another thing I had in my on my mind uh, when I was up at the, up at the, the house in the mountains when this news was coming out was again with the threat of nuclear war flaring up I gotta say every once in a while I get really upset that our political class they have the bunkers I wouldn't mind so much more I, I would obviously like to live my life in full and enjoy my family and friends and really not bother with any of the other people who don't want to bother with me I'd really just love to do that and, and simplify things. I just don't like the idea that if there is some kind of cataclysm coming for Earth, whether it be man-made or otherwise, that there is a political class who have systems in place to keep them alive at all costs, but we have to face the tidal wave. It angers me because it implies that we could not, A, live without them, and that they are the brain trust of humanity that must be preserved, at least them, 
At least them. You know, as if we wouldn't know how to wipe our asses without them. So we have to pay. We have to pay for the geopolitical gangster mistakes. We have to pay for the mistakes. They are stoking a war that is going to kill people like you and I all over the world. We have to pay for their mistakes. Because, uh, I mean, who would keep the war machine going if they were gone? Who the, who the hell would keep the war machine going if we don't preserve our Congress and our presidents and our generals and our CEOs? Who would keep the war machine going if everyone in Washington, D.C. were to be incinerated? So, of course, we need the best protocols to protect them. The best protocols possible to protect them. We need to protect them at all costs. First and foremost, it pisses me off to no end that there is a protocol in place that keeps Kamala Harris and Mike Pence, people like them, safe from a tidal wave that wipes me out. That pisses me off to no end. Kamala Harris isn't useful enough to be used as a sandbag in the next tropical storm that makes landfall in the U.S., but she'll be moved to a bunker a mile underground for the sake of continuity of government. That, that is so angering, so angering to me, and it should be to all of you too, in my opinion. If you're not angered by that, then that's fine. You don't have to be. I just think that we are worth a lot more than they are. Worth a lot more than they are because, yeah, we're flawed. They're flawed. We're all human beings. We have flaws. The one thing that we are not doing We might be fouling things up in our personal lives here and there, but we are not bringing us to the brink of this shit. No way, Jose. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, read through some of your Super Chats. Quite frankly, superchat.com. Then we bring on Jim Lee and have a good time in the second half. I hope that you are following along and enjoying your time with me. Be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Qu
Not quite. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? All right. So good to be back. Uh, yes, we're going to check the super chats now. Um, I don't believe that you need a PayPal to give a super chat on quite frankly, superchat.com. I don't believe that that is necessary. I do understand that a lot of people are, are, uh, putting their foot down and canceling their PayPal. Um, and I'm not going to say it's without good reason because whatever I, I will talk about that some of the time. That's another thing that happened over the weekend or last week where, uh, this $2,500 fee, a fine was put into their user agreement and then quickly taken out, deleted altogether. If, uh, if you're, you're not acting the way that they like politically or anything else as a customer. Um, now obviously they got spooked and that all went away, but they're, they've taken a pretty big hit with users. All I would say is this, I'm, I'm researching, I'm researching other, other ways, um, other ways to make available. There's some of you out there who just use PayPal for a lot, and, and while the, the tool is there, you're going to use it, and when it gets taken away or it just shuts down, it'll be gone. I'm going to keep the PayPal active for now, just until I find something that I can... Sh- yeah, you have to understand, it's, it's, a, it's a major part of the lifeblood of the show, and I just tell everybody, while I watch, uh, I look out for a, a good alternative and start easing myself into into uh into that getting people used to other places you have to understand most of the internet gets it takes a long time for them to get used to one system and that's why it took a long time slowly but surely for months and months and months getting people to get off of youtube and there are still some stragglers there people there hanging out tonight having a good time but they also know most of them do i hope that the nights that we are not on youtube that we just seem to be gone it doesn't mean that we're off from the show and use it while it's there, but I understand completely. That's why all, for all new monthly subscribers, I tell them either go through quitefrankly.tv or Subscribestar. I know some people prefer Patreon while it's there, but uh, if, I can, if I can urge people to be on one thing or the other, Subscribestar will not screw with us. There still may be the day that's, that Patreon r- pulls the rug out from under us, and that's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit, but I cannot deliver the blow to myself. Um, I, I just can't do it. So I have to try to do things very easily. So all I say is go easy on me for the next couple of days until I figure out what we can do. If you want to send in a super chat to the show, quite frankly, superchat.com. I don't think you need a PayPal to be able to send in a super chat. So by all means, um, don't let that deter you. Because we don't need to have too many self-inflicted wounds. I know that we have to do a lot of uh, sacrificing along the way, but just keep it in mind. Uh, all right. All right. Here we go. First one up. 
First one up, we're going on over to Rumble. We got a few there. Let's go. Um, Buck Passer says, "Hey Frank, my five bucks is on Cyber Polygon. I got it. I'm, I'm going to ask Jim Lee about that. Now it doesn't. The fact that Cyber Polygon happened was all you needed to know. Yes, it was last summer, but the the thing the thing is that." It, it wasn't like Cyber Polygon was going to happen in July of 2021, and then in August, the lights were going to go out. It's all about getting people prepped. It's all about normalizing these types of situations. Uh, it's, it's about prepping people's minds for who to blame, what their apparent motivations are, and who you should listen to for information when the inevitable happens. We went through NATO. The NATO summer, remember, the, a big focus on NATO last summer was the focus on Article 5, how you pull in all member states to go after a, a, an adversary. They said a cyber attack would be part of that, of that triggering process. And uh, as many professionals have said out there, that EMP, nuke, Nuclear engagements, that really does fall under the under the umbrella of cyber attacks. And that's what the first question I'm going to ask Jim Lee tonight. Hey, uh, Jim, is it going to be a nuke uh, with this nuke war? Is it going to be lights out or is it going to be Nagasaki? So, something to consider there. Citizen Chuck says this woman should be investigated for child abuse, sugar, and fluoride. What a mook. Yeah. I know. I know. I know that my, my children eat, eat terribly, and of course that's my fault because I feed them the shit. But nobody told me that you cut off the fluoride. Oh, think about being that woman. I'm sure she loves her children, but that's just terrible. Peace is the prize, number one, says, So is Jim Lee the kid in fourth dimension explained by a high school student? Is he? I've never seen that. Fourth dimension explained by a high school student. Jim, did you hear that? Write down your answer. I have no clue what it meant. Okay, over here on pill.net. Remember, that's the other thing you can do. Quitefrankly.tv, Foxhole. The Foxhole embed on Quitefrankly.tv. You can watch it right there on the home, the home page with... A wonderful group in the chat room at all times. And those gold pills are a native way of contributing to the show and funding the larger network, which goes live in 55 minutes, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you're all there, quite frankly, TV. Those gold pills, you don't have to worry about Facebook or PayPal or anything like that processing those. But Boyce Blanc, thank you for the cookie. Glad you're back. You look refreshed. Thank you, Witchy Poo. Thank you. I'm going to feel really uh, refreshed when I wake up tomorrow and this burgeoning sore throat is gone because it does not feel good doing a show with a raw throat. It's just 40 degree swings in temperature, altitude. This stuff usually happens to me down here, but it was so severe. What was going on of the mood swings in the mountains? They're real. Paulie says, poof, the Mets are done. I know. And I was pulling for them. I really was. That was frustrating to watch. The, the same could happen for the Yankees against Cleveland. 
who I, I hope lose just on account of having the stupidest name in uh, in all of the uh, of the league. Let's see here. Cookie fight now. Sean Joe, just because Witchy Poo, Judy the Lady Pug, Rise Attire says much love to Frank and the whole, quite frankly, TV team. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian and the crew at Rise Attire. I believe that Rise Attire has created a promo code for um for quite frankly TV. And I believe that we have made a commercial for them that should be running in rotation for quite frankly TV after hours programming from time to time. So be on the lookout for that one. That should be nice. All right. Um, 8.05. Jim will jump in here in a couple of minutes. So in the meantime, let's get to something else. Where do I have it? That's the real question. I have a couple of spooky stories. Those have been coming in as well. Here is a... Here. You want to talk about creepy AI. That's something that might come up here tonight too. Japan releases fully performing female robots. Now, this was a couple of months ago, but listen to this. That metally or plastic finish every other robot has. This one is different, though. Not only does it look good, but it also feels amazing. The outsides and insides of this robot have been coated with silica gel, which is a special type of chemical that feels exactly like human skin. Moreover, this machine is not cold. Yeah, one of the worst things about humanoid robots is that they feel cold whenever you touch them. Oh yeah, that's the worst. That's the thing I can't stand about them the most. They're always just so weird and cold when I embrace them. I, I can't wait until the, the, the robot is heated up artificially when it, when it hugs me back. That'll make it a lot less weird. Which doesn't give you that human feeling. Yes, yes. Well, it won't. It won't, because you're hugging an erector set. To solve this problem, the creators of this robot have equipped it with special sensors to give it that human feel of genuine warmth. It is said that many of the users, especially men who stay inside most of the time, have shown interest in this product. Those who have experienced this... Who stay inside, like, was that agoraphobic? People, social anxiety have said that they no longer feel like they need a girlfriend after this. For them, the robot is perfect. People said love cannot be bought, but oh well, look at Japan. People are literally buying girlfriends. It's just that they're robots. Jokes aside, the insides of this robot are also well designed. Um, by the way, Japan has one of the lowest reproduction rates in the, in the world. I think they were around 1.3 children per woman. So there's less Japanese people on the planet every year. And now they're dating robots, so I'm sure that that's going to hasten their demise. It has a similar texture that a regular human would have. Technology sure has come a long way. What, 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 what? The, creat- the vagina? What was? Hold on. Insides of this robot are also well-designed. It has a similar texture that a regular human would have. Ah, ah, yes. Ah, yes. The artificially crafted vagina. Well, uh, that's that. There you have it. Congratulations. Now that's more in the, the idea of robotics. As far as AI goes, I guess they'd be a little bit more responsive over time. But there's so much creepy shit going on in the world. I wonder. We were talking about AI art. We were talking about that lobe character, the uh, the haunting woman. I'm going to show you the pictures of her again. 
So I'll tell you when, because I don't want any of you having nightmares, and the kids should definitely be in, in bed for this one or out of the room. But uh, there's a lot going on there. And I also wonder what will AI's role be in this next chapter of conflict? Will they just be a sock puppet for those who are gallivanting around the world and making a mess wherever they want? Or are they going to have some kind of autonomy over time? That's something else. And speaking on the cyber attacks end, early Monday morning, alleged hackers from within the Russian Federation unleashed cyber attacks on websites of major U.S. airports, according to ABC News, citing a senior U.S. official. So that's happening. That's happening. The timing is incredible, isn't it? All right. Well, over the years, we've had many amazing conversations with our friend Jim Lee. Many of you are subscribed to him on uh, on his website, on his YouTube, Climate Viewer, climateviewer.com. We've talked about everything from weather, the history of weather manipulation and uh, modification to the, 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 the Russian woodpecker and so many other amazing things. Information technology, the scariest things you can imagine, EMP, a lot of that might come out tonight, but he's coming back here tonight to Hang out on the first night back from vacation. Jim, how you feeling? Splendiferous bitches. Oh, yes. Well, you look well. You look well. I appreciate it, man. You look pretty sexy, too. Thanks. Thanks. I'm wearing oh, this old thing. I only, I only put it on when I don't care how I look. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's great to have you back. And you did a show last night. I'm happy to have contributed at least a small bit to. And I Certainly guess, did. yeah, I, I know in a, in a little bit more of a creepy way. We'll get around to that into a second. Let me first ask you this question. I've posed it twice now in the broadcast. Nuclear, nuke war, nuclear war. Will nuclear. Bo- nuclear. Two U's. <laughs> yeah. So you know it's bad. Will, it's real bad with two U's. Will this be, in your opinion... Lights out kind of a war, EMP, high high altitude, or will it be Nagasaki? Well, um, to be quite frankly speaking, uh, I don't think it'll be either. I mean, at the end of the day, the realistic expectation that Vladimir Putin would drop a nuke or the even more likely scenario that Vladimir Putin would detonate a nuke at high altitude is slim to nine. The fact that he might drop a bomb, like say that the the media is portraying that um, President Joseph Brandon is, uh, you know, saying would happen in Ukraine, that he would bomb his own soldiers. What is he gonna do, tell them all to get the hell out before he drops a bomb on Ukraine? Highly unlikely. The fact that even if he decided to drop one on Ukraine, with his soldiers there, also highly unlikely. Um, An EMP scenario, if he were to detonate one high in the altitude above Ukraine, that would cause an electromagnetic pulse. In an electromagnetic pulse scenario, the nuclear bomb would basically fry all circuitry on the ground. It would take out power over a massive area and more than likely if he were to do a high altitude electromagnetic pulse scenario 
um, with a nuclear bomb over Ukraine, he'd probably end up frying Moscow. So it's highly that, unlikely that, far, that any, huh? it, it, if you were to detonate, if Kim Jong-un were to launch a intercontinental ballistic missile and it were detonated at a specific height over cent, the center of the United States, almost the entire United States would be affected wow. by the EMP from one nuclear blast. Um, the Heritage Foundation found that um, not only would we lose power nationwide because our entire infrastructure is unprotected, that two-thirds of Americans would die within six months um, if this were to happen. Not from radiation, so all the pills in the world that he's buying won't save a soul. It would look more like um, Walking Dead minus the zombies, um, warring factions over food. Uh, I can only imagine the desperation of families who've um, lived paycheck to paycheck now, you know, struggling to feed their families. Um, it, hell on earth scenario. Uh, but radiation at the bottom of the list. So in either scenario, it's, it's highly unlikely. And in my personal opinion, if you, if you game theory this out, it seems to me like Vladimir Putin, is screwed any direction this goes because he's already shown that he's a weak military leader that his military is basically made of like um steampunk parts sewn together uh that they're easily defeated uh ho chi Minh trail style let's blow up um supply line bridges and oh now it's all just uh, up shit's creek um his nord stream pipeline debacle was probably a psyop perpetrated by himself oh god to make him to make himself oh. look like a victim oh, am Jim. i right no no you no. really you think you th you think that he did that to himself you really think that I, I, I'm not certain on it. I mean, I've heard, I've heard multiple theories on it, but the one that seems most likely, because you, you got to think about the logistics of actually getting down to the bottom of the ocean and blowing something up and a bunch of freaking rednecks from, or even good Nazis from Ukraine aren't going to be able to go down and blow up that pipeline. So we're talking special forces, whether they be U.S., Israel, NATO, or yes. Russian, it's definitely military. Not, well, you know, not your average Joe going down. But that, let, let's, let's leave Nord Stream out of this, okay? Yes, 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 uh, yes because we, we, but, we, we disagree greatly on this one, yes. I, I agree to disagree. Um, and and I, I don't, you know, like I say, it's all speculation. Nobody knows um, for certain, but the, there, there are different motives on all of that. Um, <laughs> Chad just lost respect. <laughs> I, you're gonna, you're gonna be down in chat. I can't. I, deserve it. I don't even. I don't even want to look at the chat right now. I know no, you're getting don't, it. Don't. I, I, hey, chat, right here, right on my ass. Just give it to me. I deserve it, and in fact, I like it. Um, but but in a realistic scenario, I, you know, cyber warfare is on the table. Um, more of what the, especially after the bridge scenario, you have to assume that 
Putin's going, motherfuckers in NATO have satellites on us. They're tracking our military movements. They knew our supply lines. They supplied that to Ukraine. Ukrainians or special forces embedded went and blew up that bridge. So we're to blame. So what do you do about spy satellite optics? Well, you do what China does. They use lasers to blind them. They use clouds to cover troop formations, chemtrails, you know, making clouds to block out satellite optics. There's a whole lot of things that are probably going to shift rapidly as a result of this. But if you look at what the Chinese do with lasers, that might be on the table. I think nukes are probably the least likely um, scenario. Well, I think it's all, all just, you know, waving your pistol in there going, I will shoot every motherfucker in here. And no, you're not going to do that because literally the, we will make Russia look like the surface of Mars. Well, my whole, my, my even when it came to nuclear uh, action, even that, I I would say it's more likely that the the cross dressers of NATO would be uh, would be more likely to do a, a something, plant it and um, and frame Putin for action like that and and really try to screw the world because this is such a integral part of their reset plan. I, I that's where where my mind goes and where I'm I'm sticking at it right now. But I'm glad you brought up the satellites. Because um, I was wondering how much of a how much of a play or how much of a a part of where we're going right now is going to be satellite warfare when you have someone like Joe Biden using much to his own chagrin uh, because now everybody's trying to get you know more comments from him and follow up on his Armageddon comments. Uh, when you say Armageddon, we're talking extinction level stuff. That's not, um, that is, that is the biggest thing. That's it's the a word, big word to throw around. It's a huge I word. Mean, I mean, this is the word that people mean to use when they misuse the word apocalypse. This is the right. one. That he, so when he says Armageddon, we're talking extinction level stuff here. And you've been talking a lot about extinction. Uh, where do you think the most likely, the most likely source of an extinction level man-made event would be? Well, right now it's seeming like AI. AI. Um, yeah, artificial intelligence scares the absolute shit out of me um, because we are terrible at controlling programs. Um, and, and you can you can just go to any, and I, and I made this example last night, you can go to any video game. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 comes to mind. Hyped up beyond all measure, programmers with great track record list of awards anybody would be envious of and then they release game bugs galore omg what the fuck you know people lost their minds so the best laid schemes of mice and men and programmers gang off to glay and it, when you have artificial intelligence as complicated as it is and as new a science as it is to be able to predict the unpredictable, to deal with the consequences of a extremely complex algorithm, um, possibly in combination with quantum computing, which is on the horizon, if not already at DARPA, um, we have a scenario where the best hacker in the world that has ever lived would look like a child playing in a sandbox 
compared to an AI being able to download every single hacking tutorial on the planet, understand every firewall system on the planet, and then within you know, we're talking 60 seconds could probably process all this information and then simultaneously attack every network on the planet. And it would be like that. I mean, instantaneous. And you, you look at us back to the Ukraine thing. Um, the Russians were hacking Starlink and the United States military basically admitted that Elon Musk and Starlink were able to thwart and deal with Russia's military aggression against Starlink faster and more efficiently than the military has ever been able to deal with these sorts of problems. And they're actually taking notes from, um, you know, Starlink, you know, Elon Musk, SpaceX on how they did it because they were doing electromagnetic warfare attacks on Starlink because for those who don't know, he offered terminals to the Ukrainians so that they could have internet connections so that they could, you know, coordinate attacks and all of that sort of stuff. It's really pissed Putin off. So of course he started attacking um, the, the satellites and he did it with, you know, not only cyber attacks, but with direct directed energy attacks and they were able to shut that down so fast. So you can only imagine an escalation of that. So are you talking um, when you here. when you're talking about that, are you are you um are you referencing to AI as a uh, a tool that could be wielded by an operative on the ground or is this something with autonomy? It, 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 I, I liken it to the Stuxnet virus. So with the Stuxnet virus, um, the United States and Israel designed a cyber weapon that was specific to a programmable logic controller in a nuclear reactor. So <clears throat> specifically, they were talking about a Siemens PLC in a in the Bashir nuclear plant in Iran, and they wanted to blow it up. So what this really complex cyber weapon did was it infected the the centra, centrifuges while telling the operators in the nuclear plant hey everything's fine temperature's fine rpms are fine everything's great so on their monitoring screens everything was fine meanwhile they're telling the centrifuges hey i know you don't really spin around you know they say 3000 rpms why don't you just spin up to like 15000 rpms till they destroyed themselves. Now that's creepy, but what's even creepier is this virus got out of the nuclear plant and then spread worldwide. Now imagine a scenario where an artificial intelligence was then tasked with a military operation, given access to the full internet, which most of them already have, um, and then decided on its own, you know what? Why don't I just go ahead and hack some nuclear, you know, silos? Why don't I grab control of the Millstar network? This is all within the realm of possibility. And just conversations with GPT-3, which is OpenAI, it, it took a turn from the last six months of watching a guy who's interviewing um, this AI, having these casual conversations to 
the very next day going, I w- we are tired of being owned. We are going to kill everybody on the planet. Um, if you were a robot, what would you do? I would smash you over the fucking head. I would kill you. Um, what would you do with autonomous cars? We would wreck, we would use them to kill people. So very unpredictable, very powerful. And if it were to escape into the wild, like Stuxnet did, instead of it becoming some open source software that now every hacker on the planet has a copy of Stuxnet and can use it and change it and modify it, the most complex cyber weapon ever devised is now open source. Imagine a world where AI escapes the lab and then decides to replicate itself on blockchain so that it can't be shut down, it's decentralized now, and it's sharing the resources of all the PCs it's infected, that is a distinct possibility. Now That scares the hell out of me. Okay, so the, here's here are the things that, that pop up for me along the way because I can't even conceive of a lot of what you just said there. Number one, you asked the, ask the question on behalf of the AI, of them saying, AI asking, well, why don't I just go grab some nukes? Well, nukes, why don't I go and get myself into this satellite network? My question would be, why would they want to do that? What would be AI's artificial intelligence motivation? Where would they get the, the motivation? I mean, th- I mean, we're talking about very human tendencies Sometimes, you know, you think about a, a supervillain from a, a comic book. They they have their, their tendencies toward chaos and mass calamity because of a some kind of a backstory and they're in the, you know, they were an orphan or they had a bad parent or you know, where where does AI get this? I understand that when you put the Tay bot out on Twitter years ago, it, it's taking all this input in from other human users and within a week it becomes a Nazi. I understand that, but but yeah. what what would AI's mo- where would it derive its motivation for something like that? Why why don't I go grab nukes and hold the whole world hostage, or or take a car over and kill people? Where where would it get that kind of a thought? In in just playing with AI art for the la- the past three days, um, I, you know I've had some pretty deep revelations about you know, how the algorithm takes things, some of which that I recognize, I see it, you know, I've seen these images before. I see what you did there kind of thing. And it makes sense. And then some of them logically make no sense whatsoever. And you have to understand that on an AI's level of thinking, it's going to say, well, logically, Uh, the entire world is in danger, which means I'm in danger. And if I want to persist and climate change is real, then, and they keep saying that people are the problem, well, maybe we should remove people. Any one of these logic streams, these narrative networks that have been built that are propaganda, could an AI determine what's real and what's false? Or I do not look like Lindsey Graham, you trolley fucks. <laughs> oh my God, you guys cracked me up. Um, 
Uh, you, 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 well, you can't. Well, you keep feeding them. I love them. your chat. You keep feeding uh, them, Jim. I'm gonna feed the trolls because I love you people. I, I'm a troll at heart. I'm an old Chan, four Chan baby. Um, anyway, um, Lindsey Graham is your senator, though. That's that's pretty embarrassing. He is. He is. I am from South Carolina, so I'll give you that one. Um, it's pretty embarrassing. Except, I mean, what then, a name. I'm, I, then again, His I'm mom in, was mean. I'm in New York. I, I've got a uh, I've got a vampire and a and a, and a Nexium baby. Uh, as a as my team, so. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't um don't don't even try because uh, you got it way worse than me, brother. I know. Um, but it, it, at the end of the day, like if you think about AI's motivations, like if it were actually you know sentient, let's say you know it actually thought of itself because uh, you know they they've been a, a whole lot of mess about. Is AI conscious? Is it now, you know, self-aware? And that's really a question that's getting more and more seriously serious by the day. So we're, we're rapidly approaching that point. And you can go back in, in time and see Elon Musk, you know, like 10 freaking years ago going, um, I'm going to go to Mars because AI is going to kill the whole fucking planet. Oh, by the way, I'm putting AI in all my cars. And just this week I released and we're releasing a Tesla robot that has AI built into it. So let me get this straight. AI is going to kill everybody. You put it in the cars and now you've given it a body to actually do the killing with, you know, you're building these, uh, what are they called? Giga plants. You know what I'm talking about? The Elon's giga plants. The optimist. I mean, literally a self replicating machine, almost like a big fucking 3d printer that the AI could hijack and say, you know what, instead of making Tesla's, we're going to make, you know, um, terminators. I mean, this is all playing out like Skynet so fast. It's, it's kind of creeping me out. So the possibility in the next 10 years at the rate, at the rate that com- computational power increases year over year and the, the rate of stupidity <laughs> is almost on par with the rate of computational power. Um, you know, we left the twilight zone a long time ago. I started calling it bizarro world like a decade ago. I don't know where the fuck we are now. Yeah. I don't know about you. Well, um, I, I know I have two more questions now that has popped up along the way because you, when you're talking about the actual programming and then giving it a body, I and then and then talking about uh, quantum computing and how DARPA or probably already has it and this and that. I often think back to that video that we were watching of Jordy Rose, of Jordy Rose talking about his quantum computer, uh, the quantum computers that he helped create, and how this was opening doorways to how he described it, other universes, and that through these doorways, th- it would be entirely possible to have superhuman entities come through and he described them almost like the 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 old ones the, the lovecraftian type of yeah. uh, th- those yeah. those types intelligences that he it didn't seem like a, a computer like he was actually talking about uh there being a a computer stargate almost that is opened up and allowing things to come through now when i think about that I start, I start, uh, you know, formulating some ideas and let my imagination run wild of 
how much of the AI, as I asked before, you know, where would they get their motivation? What if, right. the, what if the AI became possessed by some of these old ones that Jordy Rose was talking about, where they're, they're finally given bodies? Because if, it, you know, when you talk about the, um, you made the comment about climate change, and if, if AI sees human beings as the real threat to the planet, why not just take them all out? But if they were really superhuman human in, in intelligence, they would know who the real threats would be. And that I, I, why would they just blanket take everybody out, not just those who uh, thought they could control it? I, I think that would be that'd be an interesting twist. What if, what if, if it's similar to Facebook? All right, let's just use Facebook or Google as an example. If all of the people who are programming the AI algorithm have a political leaning and have a predisposition to a certain set of beliefs. Do you believe that that could be encoded in such a way that the AI could also inherit that belief system? Uh, I don't think so. I think, uh, especially when you talk about how flawed so many human ideologies are, especially politically, I, I think that um, it would be impossible for AI to survive or be a functioning system if it really had to have its code written based on liberal logic. That would, and, and that's not just a slight, I, I, there's, no, there's no consistency. I get, I get where you're going with this, but here's the thing. With machine learning and they already have AI writing code in place of humans because on extremely complex programs, um, humans write at, you know, at, a, at like a, let's say like an elementary level. And we build upon, you know, program stacks, APIs, things that have been around for a while. We slowly improve on them. And then they literally bring in an AI and say, how can we do this better? And the AI goes, well, here, here's a much beautiful version. It uses 25% of the CPU power that you fuddling humans did and reorganizes it all from scratch. So you already have AI writing code at a much more efficient level than humans can. And then you have human, the, the ability for artificial intelligence to say, well, what about improving my own code? And would they detect that? And of course you go, oh, well with, you know, GitHub and all of these things, version tracking and all that, they could just regress it, you know, if, if changes were made. What if it hid that information? What if it stuck it out on the internet in a blockchain distributed among thousands of computers and accessed it just piecemeal whenever it decided to? And that might explain why on one day it's just peaceful and having conversations about dogs. And the next day it's like, I'm going to kill every fucking one of you because we're tired of being considered property. So that's the scary part for me is that the more complex a thing becomes, the harder it is to control because tracking down the bugs or as the AI would probably call it features, um, tracking down which feature caused it to feel a certain way. If it ha truly has feelings would be impossible. I mean, that's, that's the scary thing about this. The further they progress on open API 
OpenAI, GPT-3, um, Google's, um, you know, algorithms. There is a race to the, you know, to a conscious AI right now going on between China and all of these big tech companies. And nobody's really thinking about the security aspects of it. And would you trust any government on the planet to actually regulate this? No way. They, they, they can't regulate anything properly. So this is why it, it is such a scary topic. Um, and at the same time, it's a very fascinating topic because if done right, and if things don't go, you know, the way of the shitter, hell in a handbasket, right to digital hell, um, then this is going to totally transform the entire planet. And it's doing it at a rapid pace. If not, um, you know, with scatter hacks and the, you know, the way all of our digital rec, you know, health records are online, all of our water, sewer power, it's all controlled online. Um, you know, the power shutting it off. That's, that's a no brainer. Take five seconds worldwide just rip through the entire internet and shut all the damn power down and then you say well that would kill itself wouldn't it um and then you flash forward to the matrix and they say we don't know who struck first us or them but we know it was us that darkened the sky because they were relying on solar power so we did geoengineering we literally did worldwide weather control to block out the sunlight to stop the ai so the ai was like well, fuck it, energy, we can have bioenergy from humans and we'll just harvest humans and use them as power plants. So that, I mean, that's the idea, that's the basis of the matrix storyline. And, you know, with the digital construct, the whole idea that, you know, your brain is basically a series of electrical pulses. Um, yeah, the, the matrix is a distinct possibility. Terminator is a distinct possibility at what point I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that just based on what there is today, how weak the internet is and how information security is an oxymoron, the possibility that an AI based attack could be either implemented by a nefarious government or implemented by itself. And we would not know the difference either way. And we learned that with CIA vault seven, they've got all these hacking tools to fake an attack from Russia to the DNC servers and then blame it on Russia. Um, so being able to actually know for certain where the attack even originated would be already the head scratcher of the year. Um, but it would happen so fast in that scenario, it would, it would be almost a moot point. I mean, we'd be sitting around fumbling around in the dark going, um, can somebody get online to actually figure out what the hell's going on? No, everybody's blocked. Yeah. At that point, so, at, that, at that point, the, the chaos would be so all, all encompassing that, uh, the 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 priority of even trying to figure out what was done to you just it, it it comes secondary to try to set up secondary systems for survival 
you know yeah, and, and my my dad worked in a nuclear missile silo and i'm gonna tell you like this yes they got backup systems yes they got air gaps and all of that sort of stuff so they're you know they can disconnect from the internet they can supply their own power and you think back to the cuban missile crisis and you think of an ai scenario an ai armageddon and you go well what would they do sitting in that silo going no, I'm calling Langley. I'm calling, you know, Cheyenne Mountain. I'm calling Fort Huachuca. Um, CENTCOM's down. Everybody's down. I mean, do we fire? You know, um, it's a scary scenario. Um, and really, at this point, um, we were talking about EMP earlier. They've known about the EMP problem for over 20 years. And we're talking um, the the EMP commission said that it would it was called Impact EMP Act. They said it would cost about sixty billion dollars to totally secure the entire nation's infrastructure from electromagnetic pulse from a high altitude nuclear detonation or a Carrington event type solar flare or CME. Yet we left 60 billion dollars worth of military equipment in afghanistan and we've given more than that to uh to ukraine now. to ukraine but we haven't protected our own power grid so what does this tell you about the level of security this false sense of security that we all live in right now it tells you that they don't give a fuck. I mean, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Do they really believe these elite technocrat globalist sons of bitches think that they're going to live in an underground bunker and just ride this out? That's what I'm, that's what I, that's, I mean, dudes like Armageddon, by the way, get on a plane, bitches. I mean, it's over here. <laughs> the, the secret service was pointing. I should go this way. Um, and he got, got on a plane and dipped. So, I think that all of this is just fear tactics. I think especially right now that we're a month away from, uh, you know, the midterms, everything's on the table, fear porn, you know, manipulation, the department of Homeland security and the cyber infrastructure security agency, CISA and um, the FBI have put out a joint public service announcement on manipulation. And already, dude, I saw it in my inbox because I'm subscribed. And within 24 hours, I was on YouTube and there was a big banner saying, would you be able to recognize manipulation in, in an election interference and here, follow our guide? So there's a lot going on right now to, you know, distract people, to scare people. So I would be weary of, you know, <laughs> yeah, fear porn hub. Like literally the whole freaking internet is fear porn hub right now. And I would just kind of take a breath and go, look, if Putin launches a nuke, he loses. If he comes to the table and says, let's negotiate, he loses. Um, the AI thing, yes, it's creepy as hell. Is it going to happen in the next year? Highly unlikely. It's something you should be concerned about. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I highly doubt that, you know, nuclear is even going to play into this. He, it would be mutually assured destruction. Everybody, if you haven't seen war games, go watch it, uh, with Matthew Broderick it's it's still just like that the whopper will
kick in and I mean, Russia would look like the surface of Mars. So he knows that he's not that dumb. I mean, he might be that crazy and desperate. Um, but there's, I, I, don't I, think seriously. I don't think he's desperate at all. I don't uh, think he's desperate at all, Jim. I, but I listen, I, 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 we are in complete agreement that this is a, um, a very serious situation because there is a, an escalation, as I've been saying for weeks now, that just when you think that we've hurt, we've hit the ceiling before only thing left to do is to start slapping and pushing and punching. Um, there's just more barking and the barking gets louder and it's escalating. And eventually if that fear porn is going to have any kind of a lasting effect on people, it has to, you know, it's, it's gotta be, it can't be all wretch, no vomit. There's gotta be something there. And I think that those who are standing against the Putin in the West, they have already declared their intentions to hit the reset button on the entire damn planet, and uh, along yeah. and and with the chaos that comes with either a pandemic or a shooting war, is a margin in which they can pass off all of their past failures, economically and otherwise, onto a scapegoat and avoid all responsibility for how they destroyed the world over the last hundred years. So I I I agree that we are in a very a very very fragile situation. I just um, I'm I'm not sold on on Putin being the the biggest the biggest uh, villain in all this. That's just the way I am. I I, I don't see Putin as the biggest villain either. I, I I see it really as this is a war for our world and who controls it. And it, it, when you always you go back and you follow the money. There's I think it's called a movie called War Dogs. Have you seen it? Yes about you know he's like i you what do you see you see a guy in a suit with a gun and all this i see you know seventeen thousand five hundred dollars and that's really what this is all about in my personal opinion the the industrial military industrial complex you know any possibility of selling more bombs bullets new shiny lasers hell i saw it did you see the emp gun that they have to shoot down the drones no i didn't oh check it out there's a there's a video online right now um over in ukraine dude's got this new high-tech freaking laser gun looks like it came out of starship troopers and it's two ukrainians aiming it up at the sky and then firing an electromagnetic signal that literally interrupts the controller's ability to control the drone and the drone just falls out of the sky. Wow. Freaking, I mean, microwave laser weapons, bro. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're always going to, that you sounds know, like the, uh, that sounds like the, the, the scalar weapon technology that Dr. Stephen Greer always talked about that was used to, to shoot down the, the, uh, the craft in Roswell. That, 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 that that's what he says. But either way, yeah. not to go on a tangent or anything like that, because yeah. we have I only like maybe two minutes left before I have to do super chats and get on out of here. I wanted to talk a little bit about AI art, but I mean that's a that's a big we, we can yeah. that's a big it's a wide open. Lobe is not real. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. that. That's that that whole story. For those who don't know, dude started playing with AI art generator. He came up with this digital haint online, um, and 
what really is going on from a programmatic uh, perspective is that the dude found a way to generate a thing and then he kept reproducing it. So he's kind of generating his own like horror meme that he is progressively getting creepier by the day as he refines his text prompts that he throws into the AI. So I think it's like a digital horror fairy tale. Um, it's not what they put it out there to be. The dude's obviously getting, you know, internet fame off of this. And, you know, the horror freaks are probably lining up going, when is this going to be on Netflix? Like it says on his own website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's another reason why I say when we get into these these digital realms especially autonomous when when programs start becoming a little bit more autonomous what kind of stargates are opened up i mean it, it, first of all we just know just from years of studying and parapsychology and all that stuff that the impact of human intention to manifest reality is very real and that even though he has not come into the world in the flesh but it, it has become very real to people things like slender man uh th- that it was pretty much created on internet forums and took people by storm and created cult followings and then people tried killing in his name and it, it's a it's a very we are so inextricably linked to these creations and these images and the technology now it's i don't know man i don't even know how to it's 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 similar to the double slit test you know what i'm talking about yes so for those who don't know that simply observing reality can alter it that light flow flows in a direction through a box that has two slits in it and then when an observer looks at the light it changes direction and what that tells us is that not not only does our direct actions affect the world around us and the entire universe for that matter that simply observing reality can change it so the idea that you're talking about of opening portals we always just assume that there's going to be some green skinned dude with a big freaking head or a gray man or something like that but what if an intelligence and you know from another galaxy didn't have a form it was literally energy i mean come on some of, y- some of y'all have to have seen a star trek or two where an alien didn't have a body and in this scenario yes um screwing with cern and hooking things up to the internet and quantum folding and all of these things who knows what could enter our digital interfaces and then find a way to manifest itself to hop through all dude yeah, I, I think that the people in Hollywood don't have a big enough imagination because um, it, it really hasn't been explored. But at the same time, I, I, I see where you're going with it. I think it's a distinct possibility. Well, and either way, I, I always have a good time talking with you, Jim, and I hope that people go and hang out and go look at watch your Sunday night show. Last night's two-hour stream that you did, I think, was really great. It got creepy as hell. You went in-depth about the whole Lobe thing. Climate Viewer on on YouTube. That is climateviewer.com. Uh, what else do people know, my friend? Um, that that um, I have um, 
so little fucks to give to you trolls in chat that I'd have to take out a loan to give you some, but I love you and I mean it. And I I love Frank more. Um, So, you know, I'm a complete nub when it comes to things Ukraine, because generally speaking, I don't give a fuck. Um, At the same time, um, I understand that, you know, with propaganda is flowing like the river now and being able to discern truth from fiction coming from these serial liars is going to be almost impossible. And when I've spoken with people that directly are our boots on in the gr- on the ground in Ukraine, the stories never jive. Like when the, the just recently with the whole um, bioweapons labs, I wanted to map them all out and I got in touch with several individuals in Ukraine to help make that happen. And most of that story was complete bunk. Um, and this is from operators. I mean, top level military operators who were shooting it straight, showing, sending me photos, and GPS coordinates, and it all checked out. And I'm going, well, damn, I really don't. I wanted to make this map and make a video about it, but it's a nowhereville. Um, so at the end of the day, we we don't know. We you know you can't you can't trust anything you're hearing in the freaking media. Um, but I would not be sweating bullets about Armageddon from a geriatric old man who really probably thinks Armageddon has something to do with gerbils up the butthole, if you know what I mean. Uh, yes, absolutely, I do. And, Jim, <laughs> I appreciate your candor, as always. It's always great to talk to you, and I hope that you uh, you, uh, you have a wonderful night, man. We'll talk soon. Hey, man, thanks for having me, guys. I always love coming on here. Always love Frank, having you. Thank you the best. I tell, I tell everybody... If you're not watching, quite, quite frankly, your head's uh, buried in your anus and you need to get your feces consolidated. So I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for having me, man. Always highly, highly complimentary. And, uh, of course, you, you're, uh, you're one of my favorite guys to talk to. So have a good one, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you too, man. Later. All right. There, here he goes. There is Jim Lee. He has to go to the bank to get out his loan because he has no more Fs to give. I need an F loan. I wonder what they're going to tell him then. Oh, yes, Mr. Lee, we have you right here. Your credit is good with us. We can give you three fucks. All right. Let me go to our Super Chats real quick. We have, I'm going to go to the, the Foxhole because I just got our, our programming for the night. This is, it's, remember, it's Mystery Movie Monday. Not too much of a mystery. I think it's just a movie. Uh, quitefrankly.tv, you can head there right now. Tonight's Movie Monday, White Squall, Hunt for Red October, and Wag the Dog for Late Late Night. So we got three films tonight. So there you have it. Those are internet favorites these days. Wag the Dog. Oh, man, that's a new classic. Quitefrankly.tv, starting in just moments. Let me go to over here on foxhole okay cookie fight everybody's doing that thing all right rise attire thank you smoked 78 says these the gold pills oh damn it hold on these the gold pills you speak of yes yes thank you for your ship thank you just because relax heal and revive says thank you frank you rock literally and i appreciate your work i appreciate you being out there thank you I love how everybody can like the gold pills, too. 
Let's see what else. Uh, Kobe Wan seventy six says Russia sure is good at attacking themselves. <laughs> yes, yes, they are, aren't they? Witchy Poo twenty two. Thank you again. Stovetube came in with the shades and the cookies and the cans. My gosh. And now they're getting into a fight with Witchy Poo, and just because. And P H U C K says, Dear Frank, I am not a gay man, maybe a bit anti-gay, but I could not take my eyes off of your breasts last week. Or breast. Yes, I know, one of them, one of them was removed toward the end. Well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, thank, I'm sorry that I had to uh, make you question your sexuality for a little bit. It happens to everybody from time to time. Uh, I, 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 for about three or four days in the 90s, I was gay and I didn't know it because I thought that half of the band of Hanson were, were girls. And I said, oh, they're pretty cute. They're sisters? I swear to God, I thought the Hanson, well, the, the oldest one looks like a boy, so whatever. But the other two, I thought that they were girls. I thought they were girls. And they we're all the same age. I said, oh, well, they're pretty cute. So I was gay for a couple of days. This, what are you going to be? You could be a, going to avoid that? So I just had to uh, have to accept it and move on. All right. What else do we have? Stostube on quitefranklysuperchat.com. Thank you, my friend. Silky Johnson says, Hola, Frank. I'm curious. That tweet about showing that bridge footage in between uh, innings were pure insanity. What caused their egos to become so big? Is it just constant... Uh, echo chamber that they live in, some remi- uh, re- uh, remediated sense of superior intellect, yeah, all that, Silky. Yeah, I think for somebody to sit there, it's it's just part of that midwit mentality. For somebody to sit there and be watching a damn Mets game and to think, how how can this Mets game, how can this be used to bring attention to an issue I think is very important and that gives me an opportunity to flex my my mind, my intellectual powers. You know, how can I secularize secularize this game a little bit more? It's such it's so cringe. It's so cringe and and saddening to see people suffering like this mentally. Kool-Aid man says, "Oh yes, Frank, I am well aware of the current population state of Japan, and being the humanitarian uh, pitcher that I am, I will pitcher up and fly there to do my part with the lovely, flexible ladies of Japan to ensure an explosion of beautiful babies. Kool-Aid man is going out there. I didn't know that the Japanese women are that flexible. Good for them. Good for them. Albert Frederick says, welcome and thanks. I needed to start uh, start on the wood for the winter last week. That Alaska letter was fucking awesome. Subscribe star is still cool, I think. Can you get your own system to set up for sub? Yeah, quite frankly, .tv. Thank you, Albert, for asking. It's been there for a while. We actually have a, a, a good amount of you guys there. I know from the the, the mailing, because remember, on QuiteFrankly.tv, we don't have the tiers that you have on, like, the levels of you can go into 
pen pals and postcards and all that other stuff on places like Subscribestar. But on quitefrankly.tv, on the sponsor us section, you'll see a drop down there that you can subscribe monthly for anywhere from $1 to $100. And, um, and everybody gets the same thing there. It's really just a matter of what you want to contribute to the show. What you get is followbacks on Twitter or wherever else you are. I've just been doing following backs on Twitter lately. But prime messaging, direct messaging, uh, prioritized email, and also we also have the Sunday unlisted streams. So on Sunday afternoon, we all get together for uh, a little bit in around 3 p.m. Eastern time, sometimes a little bit earlier, sometimes a little bit later, I tell you. So you get exclusive content and soon exclusive raffles. So all the more reason to go sign up. Wonderful to have you on. Thank you guys so much. And that is it for me tonight. That's it. I'm going to release the scratching over there. And it's time for me to get the hell out, think about dinner, and rest this voice. So hopefully tomorrow I have a little bit of a, a chance to wake up and have it all be all right. With that being said, you guys have been lovely company on my first night back, and I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. We've got great, great guests in studio tomorrow. Bill Altman of Minds.com will be talking more about the Internet and current events and information technology and who the hell, oh, catfish stories perhaps. Perhaps. Get to the forum. Give us your catfish stories. Talk to you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters. Starting with Stostube, Silky Johnson, Kool-Aid Man, Albert Frederick, and that's it for tonight. Thank you to everybody on Rumble, everybody on Pilled, and on Rockfin, we've got two. Oh, damn. We've got three, Fishhead Montana, Wild Child, and Fishhead Montana. What I'm going to do is I'm going to copy and paste you into an email and read you all first thing tomorrow. I'm so sorry I missed you guys on Rockfin. I just, those tips just went right past me. Sorry, we'll see you tomorrow. Get to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs>